Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Today's episode is a little bit different, and today's guests and I aren't breaking down a film, but rather a trailer due to us being unable to contain our excitement. And it isn't a horror film. But stick with us, and I think we'll make a solid case for why this trailer indicates the film will have a strong, horror-adjacent aesthetic that will make it an unconventional superhero flick. And here to discuss is returning friend of the show, Berto, to help me break down the hot-off-the-presses trailer for Matt Reeves' The Batman. What's going on, Berto? What's happening? This is a little different than what I usually do, and it's not strictly a horror movie, but I think we'll both make a good enough case for the fact that this is very unconventional for a superhero movie, just based off of this two minute and 20 second or so trailer. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, so this trailer was released during the past weekend uh, during DC Fandom, which was DC Comics, basically like a digital convention that they had where they were releasing lots of tidbits about DC Comics that are coming out, movies and games and whatnot. And this trailer, I would say, is the most excited I've been for anything superhero related in probably like the last five years. I feel yeah. like we're just so inundated with superhero things constantly and whether they're touted as being darker or they're being touted as being silly team up movies. I feel like we're just given a lot of marketing jargon, whereas the final product very rarely, even like trailers, early indications, they rarely kind of line up with that marketing. Um, so mm -hmm. just what based on this trailer alone, like it's a pretty jarring compared to like what we're familiar with with past Batman films as good as they might be, the past ones. Um, what was your overall kind of just feel on this trailer? Dude, I, I personally liked it. I feel like this is the darkest we've seen Batman. Um, just like the the energy and like, just you can tell that he, at least at least from the trailer, like, I, know, I know sometimes trailers can be like very um, tricky because they, they have a nice trailer, but the movie itself is not as good. So I'm excited to see how the whole thing comes out. But based on the trailer, I think, this Batman seems very dark and very like he doesn't have many lines in this two minutes that we, we get to see him speak. He only speaks like once, I think. And he has like this roaring voice. Uh, I think Robert, Robert Pattinson yeah. is playing Batman and his voice just seems very Batman-esque, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what I would imagine. And just, I feel like I really love the dark darkness of the trailer. Like not like it's just like the evilness of it. It just seems so great, very fitting. Yeah, and I mean, this isn't the first DC movie that has been advertised as being dark. You know what I mean? Like, there's always that kind yeah. of that rather uh, rather juvenile comparisons between Marvel and DC, where people say like, "Oh, DC comics are the gritty and the dark superhero movies," whereas mm -hmm. Marvel movies are more about the kind of like larger than life, popcorn esque uh, movies and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't know that a lot of DC movies actually live up to this idea of being dark and being gritty. I think for the most part, DC movies tend to be dark, viewed as darker because they're literally shot darker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't have the kind of yeah. vibrant color palette that a lot of the Marvel movies rely on. Whereas Matt Reeves, the Batman actually seems like it is a film that is constructed around a more almost gothic setting mm -hmm. and just aesthetic overall. And that's why in the intro, I refer to this as being kind of horror adjacent because it isn't set up or it isn't presented as being this big popcorn movie with massive set pieces and a vibrant color palette and 
kind of like very reserved traditional portrayals of a hero. Yeah. And I think that that comes across it's in the opening moment and the opening moments of the film. I mean, the reason it's so jarring is that it opens unlike anything we've seen in a superhero movie. I would say, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's feels almost entirely like seven, like David Fincher's seven. Like we get an opening shot of this, this masked man that's wrapping up somebody's head in duct tape. And then there's blood (laughs) on the walls and there's blood on the, uh, the duct tape mask. And it, it was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Like it's just, it feels that, like a crime scene and it is. Yeah, that that that's something like you mentioned earlier like the DC not living up to the the darkness of the actual comics. I feel like that's something that they've been trying to battle so much with Marvel to try to live up to that high revenue kind of thing. They kind of lost themselves in the process and I feel like this movie has potentials to bring them back to what DC actually is, which is a darker version of marvel and i think i really hope it does live up to it and i really hope that it does do its job in the sense of showing that how true dark batman can be and i hope they're not i hope this movie's rated r because i feel like a lot of comic books and like comics movies are very um scared of making movie rated r like especially dc like i feel like we lost that with like the uh justice league one and like I feel like it could have been darker and it could have been better had it been rated R because they just want to promote it to like younger kids. Right. But everybody knows that young kids are going to watch rated R movies regardless. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what's the point of limiting yourself to a certain, like, you know, a certain amount of blood or violence when either way they're going to watch it because they love the character. And it's like, I feel like you have to be able to like push yourself to that limit of like making it rated R. And I really hope it is so we can, really get the full like sense of Batman in the actual DC world being dark as dark as they've been saying it should be. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the comparisons and the kind of trying to match Marvel's output in terms of movies and stories, it all comes down to scale, right? It's like the Avengers yeah. movies could not be bigger in scale. You've got, especially mm-hmm. in Endgame, you've got 200 heroes fighting endless yeah. waves of CGI monsters and Thanos and all this stuff. But in terms of Matt Reeves's Batman, it from the opening moments of that trailer, it feels like it's a very small scale. And with that mm-hmm. small scale, the benefit is, is that you get something more refined. You can get something yeah. that pays more attention to a smaller cast of characters, smaller environments. And in that small scale, really, you have to focus on making sure things like texture come through. You have to make sure that each and every line of dialogue or action, since there isn't much of either of those happening, you have to make sure each one, again, is refined in a way that gives it purpose, almost. Like yeah. in a Mar- in an Avengers movie, not that I'm shitting on Avengers movies and Marvel, like I enjoy a lot of those movies for different reasons. But in those movies, when you've got a fight scene with 30 people on screen fighting and there's an explosion every five seconds, you don't really have to focus on detail because you're kind of caught up in the adulation of everything. And this is blowing up. That's yeah. blowing up this color palette's coming in, this character is being introduced. Whereas in this trailer, we start with just a crime scene and there's two characters, one's a corpse and one's a villain. And just in that shot alone, you're focusing not only on those two characters' action, but just the setting in general. And that's why David Fincher 7 was the first thing that stood out to me in that this feels very different than anything that we've seen so far in Batman. And over the years, like... I enjoyed the Nolan movies for what they were. And I think that Affleck's Batman and Justice League or in Batman vs Superman rather was 
had its ups and downs. You know, I think Justice mm-hmm. League yeah. as a whole was a little bit unstructured and not really what I want. But yeah. I think his portrayal of that character definitely had its ups and downs. But in this movie, it feels like we're returning to the baseline Batman where he's a detective. He's the world's greatest detective. Sure, yeah. he can beat the shit out of thugs and he can fight these uh, these metahuman villains. But at the same time, he's not saving the world in terms of this film. Like, that's not the scale of this movie. Yeah. And in that, I think returning yeah. to a baseline is going to allow this to succeed in venturing into this new kind of gothic aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go about it. Um, to me, I just hope they don't go back to the origin story that we've seen every single Batman movie, where it's like, oh, how did he become Batman? It's like that's so repetitive, and like everybody knows the history of it. I just hope they have a story and they tell it. And I have a feeling if they stick with it, the very dark of what Batman should be, this dark image and very aggressive guy. Uh, I feel like they would, I think it would be one of the better Batmans. And it, it seems like it has potentials to be one of the best Batmans other than um, Christian Bale's version, which was one of, I, I would say, definitely my favorite Batman. And I think it's the best one out so far. Um, but I think if if they were able to execute on the, on the real dark villain-esque of what Gotham City is, I think it's going to be a great movie and I'm excited for it. Yeah, so we don't know the specific details of the plot, but we do know a a few things. So first, the movie's definitely coming out next year, 2021. Um, I've seen a lot of conflicting months. Some One place I read said it's going to come out next summer. Another place said, a couple places said October. So we know 2021 Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, They've only filmed 25% of the movie apparently. This trailer was based off of 25% of that footage, which I think if you only filmed a fourth of the movie and this is the trailer that you were able to present to us and there's, it's of this caliber, I think that's pretty telling of the overall quality of the movie in terms of just Mm -hmm. what they're focusing on. And it makes me even more excited to see how they're going to evolve on this and to see if they're able to stretch that into a two hour movie in a way that like you said, in the past, there have been some of these movies that have been sold via a trailer and then don't really pull mm-hmm. it off. But I don't yeah. know how many of those films had a trailer that was of this high of quality and it's this unique of a take on Batman. Um, one of the small plot yeah. details we know is that the film takes place two years into Batman's career. So what mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for is that's an indication that it's not going to be focusing on his come up. Because like you said, we are been told that story ad nauseum by now. Like we get it. His parents get murdered. He goes off and trains and he's got all of this money that allows him to travel and whatnot. And then he comes back and he has to save his city. Like I'm hopeful that Matt Reeves, who I mean, Matt Reeves, for people that don't know, directed Cloverfield. And more recently, he did the uh, Dawn and War of the Planet of the Apes movies. So Mm. he's somebody that knows how to tell unique stories in a way that might defy somewhat of what you would associate with the different genres those films are in. So I really am hopeful that he is able to foresee that pitfall of just kind of focusing on, oh, we need to spend 45 minutes on his origin. Like, I'm really hopeful that he is going to just kind of (laughs) leap over that pitfall because that's at least one of my biggest complaints with a lot of those superhero movies that it's like, this character has been around for like 50 or 60 years. We got it. Like yeah. we, everybody from 
people like us that read comics and watch comic book movies yeah. to our parents that don't know what the fuck we're talking about when we talk about these things. Like <laughs> everybody knows Batman's story. Everybody knows Superman's story. Yeah. Those are the, I feel like those are the basic stories, but like you were saying earlier today, like earlier, um, you were saying that this was based on 25% of the film. I hope this is not the best 25%. I really do. Cause I mean, sometimes I feel like if you really, if you only filmed this much of the movie and you've released, if you, if you release 25%, I, I hope they didn't put themselves in a, in such a tight situation and pressure of, of this expectation they were waiting for. And then that's now it's like, they have to kind of like force themselves to do certain things that they weren't originally planned because now they have this, pressure of them succeeding and making sure that they can execute to the high level of the trailer. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just hope that they didn't put themselves in basically corner themselves in a, in a corner. And it's like, Oh shit. Now we have to succeed because we have this pressure of the trailer got so much great review that we have to execute it to the best. I mean, they, they said that 2021 release date, even in the trailer. Um, But Mm. I mean, with COVID and everything right now and shooting, you really yeah. don't know how far back this is going to push release dates. And I mean, if you're going to show this trailer, you have to give people hope, you know, like people mm-hmm. need hope right now for when things are getting released. So including that might just be giving people hope, but I mean, we don't know how the next six months are going to shape up. So yeah, it I, I'm not dismissing the idea that this film could be pushed past October of next year, but mm-hmm. if it's so that way they can get that last 75% of footage to match the initial 25%, like, yeah, I don't give a shit. They could take a whole nother year. Like I'm dying to see this based off the trailer, but it's one of those things where the creatives need to be given the allotted time to succeed on their vision. And we've seen past DC films where that has not been the case. Things have been rushed or there's been so much editing and fuckery that happens in post editing, uh, post op Mm -hmm. that the original vision that's marketed doesn't get succeeded on. So for yeah. me, if you're going to do a new Batman movie with a new Batman, you better take all your time. But yeah, I'm really excited too about the cast of characters that we're getting in this. They're ones that we haven't seen in a Batman movie in 20, 30 years. Um, so mm-hmm. some of the confirms, which we obviously see in the trailer are Catwoman, who's played by Zoe Kravitz. We have the Penguin, who's played by Colin Farrell. Uh, we have the Riddler who is uh, in the very beginning of the film and he's played by Paul Dano, which mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited to see Dano play that. Um, yeah. We even have Andy Serkis who plays Alfred. There's John Turturro who plays Carmine Falcone, who is a major crime boss in Gotham. And so he's one of the, he hasn't been in the films as much as he was in like the animated movies and the comics. And he is really mm-hmm. like a staple of Gotham city. And, he pops up in the Nolan movie at one point, but at the same time, he is not nearly shown as being the overarching kind of gangster that's running the the politic, the yeah. politicians and the police and things like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see John Saturo's take on him. And then we have James Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, who's played by Jeffrey Wright. Um, just based off of that cast of characters alone, though, I think that it's great that they're highlighting characters that have not been a focal point especially in the Nolan mm-hmm. movies, we're getting, yeah. I mean, Catwoman was in the Nolan movies, but since this is only two years into Batman's uh, career, this is going to be yeah. like an early on Catwoman. Like we can even see yeah. in terms of her getup, like she's wearing a ski mask. But, she doesn't have, she yeah. is not nearly the 
high caliber thief that she is when we meet her in the Nolan movies. I'm I'm excited to see Colin Farrell though. He's playing the penguin. You yeah. Said? So we see just a brief glimpse of him. There's that scene in the trailer oh. where it's like a shootout and then he's oh, yeah. getting, there's a car chase. That's Colin Farrell. Mm. They get, did, Oh no, they shit. did such a fantastic job on his makeup. I like, I didn't, I didn't know that until yeah. I read about it uh, this morning. Now I want to go back and I gotta go back and rewatch that. Cause I missed that part. Shit. Yeah, I watched the trailer probably. And he's playing the penguin. I wonder, because I feel like I have I have an image of the penguin of the original one, like the big fat right. guy. So I wonder, I wonder how they're gonna do that. That's gonna be interesting to see. Well, this is what I love so much about. Again, we're coming back to Reeves's vision of Batman and how this is. Again, I it's I keep referring to it. It's a horror podcast, but I keep referring to being horror adjacent. This idea that it is yeah. a darker take on Batman, but at the mm-hmm. same time, from all intents and purposes, what we've seen it doesn't look as though they're taking anything away from the identity of the characters. The classic 90s Batman movies where we had like Joel Schumacher, Tim Burton, they looked mm-hmm. vi- they looked cartoonish. And that's not a knock yeah, against yeah. those movies because that was the vision that they had. And then with yeah. Nolan's trilogy, we saw them trying to ground this w- universe and this world. And in this, I yeah. feel like it's being grounded even more so. Mm-hmm. Like we've got Penguin yeah. and he's not this cartoonish guy that waddles that's like 500 big, pounds. Big nose, yeah, yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't yeah, look yeah. like Danny DeVito from Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> yeah. But that attention to detail and just making him look he just looks like a gross dude and that's always yeah. been the identity of the penguin, but they're mm-hmm. able to do it in a way that it's terrifying to a certain degree or it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not just like yeah. cartoonishly gross. Mm-hmm. And then we even see that yeah. with the Riddler where the Riddler was in the Joel Schumacher uh, Batman back in the day. But then at the same time, in this one, he just looks like a serial killer. He's got mm-hmm. this leather mask yeah. on with goggles. You can't see his face. You can't see any of his skin. He's wearing gloves and all this stuff. And that is important because, again, it's not. it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't look like a superhero movie. And right. that's been the thing that I think DC and all studios, for the most part, have failed to do. They've yeah. been talking about it for 20 years about how they're trying to make comic book movies more serious and tell these stories in unique ways when they haven't really been doing that. Yeah. I mean, they've been really trying to stick with the superhero part of it. Right. And I feel yeah. it. That's the thing. And there's always been this argument between comic book fans like, oh, you read comic books, I read graphic novels or whatever. But it's like <laughs> you could tell you could tell stories in either medium with those same characters. It's just about the ways in which you approach the world. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see the like like you said, it, it, this feel like this movie is gonna be very grounded, very human esque, unlike the other movies where it's like Jim Carrey played the Riddler and he had this weird like cartoonish like, like you said, like with the penguin, he's very cartoonish like, and this is gonna be more based on it almost has like this like true detective darkness to yeah. it, like in that sense. Where it's like these are actually people. There's like there is some superpower to it, but like to an extent, I feel like they have a potential to really go there where it's like, these are actual human beings that are crazy and they do kill like people. And it's like, I'm very excited to see that real, like kind of like what Christopher Nolan did with the Batmans where it's like, he brought it more grounded, more into like this human S feeling to it. Like there's people behind everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this, this, I hope it goes that way. I hope it kind of just keeps pushing that along where it's like less cartoonish and more of human part of this humans behind the mask and stuff yeah. but i'm excited to see um andy circus as uh, alfred because i feel like he's such a talented like he's one of the i feel like he's a very underrated character or actor in general 
because he's done he's so good with the CGI. I think he was one of the first big CGI actors. But like to see him, even in Black Panther, he played the bad guy, and I thought he did an amazing job. Yeah. So I'm excited. I wish I wish he, honestly I wish he would have been a villain. I feel like he plays really well villain, but I'm excited to see how he's going to contribute to the Alfred Bullwards. I feel like Alfred has such an importance to Batman, but at the same time, very minimal. So I feel like, I don't know, I'm excited to see him kind of, I feel like it might be out of his comfort zone because he's, I, at least I, I know him as always being the bad guy or playing, um, uh, he was in um, Lord of the Rings. He mm-hmm. played Gollum and he has like the CGI background of, he was in Planets of the Apes. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him kind of step out of that image. Yeah, he worked with uh, with Matt Reeves on Dawn of, and I believe War, a Planet of the Apes, yeah. Caesar. But I think, yeah, that's a really great point. And obviously Robert Pattinson is playing Batman and that is very much the story that everybody's been talking about with this movie and this adaptation. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to, we finally stopped referring to him as the Twilight guy based on the last five to 10 <laughs> yeah. years of his career and how versatile he's been. And this is the new chapter in his career. And so that's why everybody's talking about him branching into superhero movies. But at the same time, Andy Serkis is playing Alfred and you don't have Batman without Af- Alfred. So it's going to be interesting to see in this new take on Batman, how Alfred is going to be familiar to what we know, but then also what circus is going to bring to it that we've never seen him bring before, because that's the thing about all of these familiar characters. And for the most part, this stacked cast, like overwhelmingly. So everybody has to bring something new to the character that makes it not indistinguishable from past versions of these characters but something that makes it unique enough that it's memorable and yeah i feel like that's why i'm so excited for this movie and is that if you take all of these little moments that are unique but still familiar and they Mm complement one another you're just stacking all of these new levels to something that for the most part hasn't changed in 40 years right and not to keep bringing it back to the nolan movies but the Nolan movies, again, they're very grounded in reality, whereas they lose a lot of the zaniness and the eccentricness of the 90s Batman movies. But they still have this this polish to them that yeah. it doesn't really feel like Gotham. And I was talking to one of our friends about this last night in yeah. that the Nolan movies always felt like they took place in Chicago and they just kept calling it Gotham, which is what they did. Yeah. But Gotham City itself, like this is something that came up in the comics the last... I mean, it's always been a part of the comics, but more so recently, they keep talking about Gotham City as being a character in and of itself. Gotham, the city, Mm -hmm. is as important as all of these crazy people and as the guy running around at night dressed as a bat. And I don't think it's ever been reflected that well in the Nolan movies because it was always just Chicago is the the backdrop. Whereas with this, I feel like they really are establishing this as Gotham City. And just the tone of the whole thing really speaks to that as there's this serial killer that is the Riddler, but in portraying him as a serial killer, you have to make the city feel like, oh, this is a city that breeds killers. Whereas like with the Joker, I feel like they were like, oh, the Batman is here and crime is here. So that's why we're in this city. They didn't feel like the Mm -hmm. villains were a reflection of that city. If that makes sense. Yeah. It seems like, it feels like for, for, at least for me, like the Christopher Nolan ones was like, yeah, there's crime going, but it's all behind the scenes mm-hmm. for this one. For me, this one, at least from what we saw from the trailer, it seems like the crime is very open and out there. Like people are being killed. There's like, I think we get to see that, that scene where we first hear Batman speak. He's with a group of bad guys who have their face painted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to see like, these are like 
groups that are like literally causing damage. I don't know. It seems like they're like out there protesting or whatever. They're doing their own thing, but it's like out in the open. Unlike the Christopher Nolan one, it seems like everything's going on. Like the mafia, the mafia is running things, but it's like behind the scenes where nobody sees it. Like we're like where this, it seems like it brings this vibe of like, you can literally see people getting robbed and killed in Gotham. And it has this, such a darkness to it, which I wish it should have, it should have been done in the first place. I feel like for Batman to, and just DC in general, it should have just done this to give really that darkness that belongs in Batman. Um, but yeah, it just, I'm, I'm excited to see how everything just comes together. And I just want to go back to the Robert Pattinson. I think yeah. his career, because he started in this trilogy of Twilight, that he has this like loving whatever story of Twilight. Um, I feel like, like you said, late, like we get to see in the last couple of years, his career has just blown mm-hmm. up. And I think he, he's been such a very underrated actor and we really get to see how great he is. Like even in the lighthouse, that movie was amazing. I yeah. thought it was one of the best, one of his better movies, at least that I've seen. Um, and just get to see him. Like, I think he's going to be in the new movie tenant. Yep. Um, this is a Christopher Nolan one, right? Or mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm excited to see him in all these movies that he's been, he's been doing. I think I'm, I think he's going to be a good Batman. I'm excited for it. What did you think of the new look of Batman? Because the suit itself looks very different. And then even his portrayal of Batman looks, I mean, him as Bruce Wayne looks completely different too. But what did you think of the suit? Yeah. Because I'm excited for it. It looks looks like it's very, yeah, it's very gadgety. Like he has, I feel like he has a lot of, I feel like the symbol in his chest, it looked like he could just pop it up and just throw it. So I'm glad you brought that up. There was, this is not confirmed, but there's a rumor online that because you see the type of metal that it's made out of and it it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it fits yeah. with the suit there's a rumor yeah. online that the metal that makes the bat is bits of the gun that killed his parents because if oh, you zoom in on it like i've yeah. seen screen this is like super nerdy deep dive when you zoom in <laughs> on some of the stills that they released you can see that there's yeah. like a filing on it and there's little grooves in the side of the metal that it doesn't match the rest of the suit so like yeah. I could see that being like the the slide on a gun on a handgun or something like oh, that. Wow. And just I mean, that's a rumor, but then again, that kind of feeds into the new look of Bruce Wayne and that Bruce Wayne, I mean, for lack of a better description, like yeah. he has a very kind of like gothic emo vibe where he's got this yeah. kind of like this short hair and then he's or long hair rather, um, and then he's got like the dark face uh paint on that he wears mm-hmm. under the mask and all of these things and just he has a very dour demeanor that, yeah. again, taking it back to the Christopher Nolan movies, Christopher Nolan's portrayal of Bruce was very much the classic playboy Bruce Wayne. He's the pretty boy. Yeah. He's handsome. He's business yeah, man, businessman. Yeah. He can hang out in a boardroom and then he can go play 18 holes on the links for meetings and things. <laughs> Whereas this Bruce Wayne, his general appearance and demeanor just seems indicative of somebody that has endured a trauma. He is yeah. somebody that... You can you don't even have to ask him how he's doing. You just look at him and you know like he's uh he's been through yeah. some shit. Yeah, I think that's why I'm excited about this movie because it seems like we're so used to seeing Bruce Wayne as the business guy. He's always doing things but like on the side he's like a he's like a superhero. It's a lot like the like the Superman thing. It's like, "Oh, I'm going to work and mm-hmm. then I'm superhero on the, my side hustle is a superhero or something." And it's like for this one he seems like he's traumatized by the fact that he saw his parents get killed and he's very dark. This dark vibe to him at least from what i from what we've seen in the trailer it's like we don't really get to see him do like this he wears business suit he seems like he's very rugged and very like very hurt and still like in pain which i think could 
help the movie a lot and like really like show the truth the true like Bruce Wayne I feel like it really shows like how how much pain he's feeling because even in the Christopher Nolan ones like we get to see he's like he doesn't seem like he's in pain he's in physical pain because he gets beat up yeah. and he has to fight all these villains but we don't we don't really see that pain of him being hurt by the fact that his parents got murdered we're told and we're I feel told like a lot you, you know what I mean they they spend right. a lot of time saying oh he's very he deals with a lot of that trauma and that pain and he talks about being in pain but it never really comes across for me at least yeah yeah and i feel like we get to see that like even even in the looks in his eyes and like with robert patterson one it's like you can tell that he's this guy's hurting like like you said it was it's a different batman than we we're used to seeing he you can see one scene i think he's wearing a bandana mm-hmm. and like you can see like his eyes are all painted like i don't know i just feel like we really get to see the true Batman. I'm excited, which I'm really excited for. The first thing that stood out, or the first comparison I made rather, was to uh, that movie, The Crow. Did you ever see that with Brandon mm, Lee? Yeah. Where he's yeah. got like the face yeah, paint yeah. on and he's very kind of like emo gothic vibe. Like that was the first thing yeah. I thought of. And I mean, the, that movie, The Crow is a little more over the top, I think, uh, and action oriented. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's this idea of just looking at a character and just their basic demeanor and the way they carry themselves you can feel their trauma in a way that yeah. it does. It adds a layer of emotional investment that isn't there when you tell people that somebody is experiencing these mm-hmm. things. It's more evocative when they show it. Um, yeah. But again, we don't know a whole lot of the plot, but a few things I picked up on were that Batman's relationship with Gotham police is definitely strained because we have that scene where... Yeah. He's in an interrogation room and there's like 30 cops standing around him and then he's getting into a shoving match. And then that cuts to him. It's almost a recreation of the um, Batman Begins scene when he shoots the grappling hook up through the stairwell. Yeah. There's another scene like that in this trailer where he shoots the grappling hook up as Gotham cops are like shooting at him. So I would imagine mm-hmm. that the film begins with him working with them in terms of trying to yeah. solve the Riddler case. But then, as we know, Batman, he'll take it to some extreme places and then finds himself at odds with uh, Gotham City Police. Right. Yeah, it's, it seems like it seems like, yeah, from that, those scenes seems like, yeah, his relationship with Gotham City Police is going to go down the shitter where he gets put in, gets put in this situation where it's like it's him by himself, no one else. And obviously we get to see Catwoman, which I'm kind of excited for. I think. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Kravitz going to do it. It seems like, I feel like she's very fitting for that role. I mean, she's fairly young and I feel like, I don't know, her back, at least her background, she has like, from what I imagine her being very gothic like. So I think it's very fitting for her. Yeah, absolutely. I, she'll, yeah, she'll, like, make, she'll make a great, uh, a great side character. Um, again, mm-hmm. we see a brief, there's a brief fight scene between the two of them. Yeah. So clearly yeah. they're like at odds with one another, but it'll be interesting to see if, because I, from what I've read, which might be a rumor, they're planning on making three of these movies. And wow. it would be interesting to see whether Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, this is her brief introduction, or if she plays into the main plot more so. Because if they're going to make three of these movies, it would make sense for them to just introduce her briefly, yeah, establish her as a villain, but then in the next two films show that she and Batman have a more developed relationship. Um But I want to go back to highlight the scene that you mentioned where Batman fights the gang or he comes across a gang Mm -hmm. that has face paint on. And one thing that I immediately thought I was like, oh, man, I really hope they're not going to bring Joker in. But at the same time, they said I had read that this movie is supposed to be 
in a different cinematic universe than Joker. Okay. But at the same time, even though Joker might not be in it, I would bet that that is a Joker-inspired gang of some sort. Yeah, definitely. You definitely get that vibe from them beating up the guy. I wish we'd have seen some blood. Yeah, I think that would have definitely like helped out to really like push, like really just to show off how dark this world is, this new Gotham is. Like, had he been punching, he's like punching this guy, and you can hear his like face is being crunched. And I wish there was being like little splatter of blood or something come pop up um because i feel like it really helped that i think though that scene is one of my favorite moments in the movie because it really does speak even though there's no blood it's the most savage thing i think we've ever seen in a batman movie yeah whereas especially in as much again (laughs) i find that half of this is just me referring to the nolan movies as a barometer but uh like (laughs) the choreography in those movies i don't remember being especially good for the fighting which mm-hmm. is one of the things that I liked about Batman vs Superman was Affleck's Batman is like he, for lack of a better word, he's like a thicker Batman, which informs yeah. his fighting style. So his fighting style is much more brutal and it's more bone yeah. crunching and it's not as technical. It's more about force. And mm-hmm. while Affleck's character introduces this in this trailer, they show like the savageness and it almost is, kind of like sickening in a way. Like you said, you can hear every bone in this guy's face being broken and Batman loses control of his own rage in that he incapacitates the guy, but then as the guy hits the ground, he keeps punching him in the face repeatedly. And Mm -hmm. I think that that ties into Batman's kind of the psychological aspect, which I hope that the movie will get into more and just show that he's not a guy that can turn it on and off when he's Batman, he's Batman. And for better or worse, that's going to put him at odds with the police probably. And in some instance, Alfred, who is probably his only real ally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Like, like you were saying, like his, the psychological part of it, of Batman, I think it'd be cool to really, I, I don't think, I don't think we've seen much of that in that sense, like in the movies in the past. So I think it'd be cool to see that. But at the same time, I wish, I wonder how they're going to go with the villain. If they're making three of these, I wonder what, what villain are we going to see that that we haven't seen before? Like, I feel like it's very limited at this point, and I have a feeling that they're going to end up bringing the Joker at some point because he's obviously the biggest rival of Batman. But like, I do want to see other villains that we haven't seen before. But at the same time, we kind of already seen most, at least from what I know. I don't know how this that... is what I'm most excited about, and it's it's very funny for us to be jumping into the future of these movies when they've only filmed 25 yeah. percent of the first one, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Matt Reeves has such a good eye for grounding things in this unique way and in taking these characters that have more often than not been portrayed as being very eccentric and over the top. It kind of speaks to this entire rogues gallery of killers that even yeah. some of the ones that are the most out there, perhaps Matt Reeves will find a way and the writers will find a way to kind of bring them down to earth in a way that is relatable to the our past experiences with them, but then make them more believable. And that was to Nolan's credit. He did that with Scarecrow. He did that with Bane. Um, And just, just, those are just a few of those characters, but in making, in presenting things that in the past have been presented as over the top and cartoon and overtly are cartoonish. I feel like there, and with Matt Reeves clear aesthetic, it can make Batman terrifying. Those villains are terrifying. And I mean, Scarecrow was the scariest villain, I think, out of all of those because of how That's true, yeah. grounded he is. And it's he's just a guy with the mm-hmm. Halloween mask. But kind of like you were saying earlier, 
getting into the psychology behind the mask, I think in this new Gotham can be truly terrifying. Yeah. But I, I think the Scarecrow, I would love to see him again. Because we saw in the in the Christopher Nolan ones, we only saw him for a couple of times. Yeah, he wasn't in it much. I think that would be cool. Like I feel like he's one of those guys where it's like very we know at least for me at least this the one of the villains that i know least about like i've least known for me so i'm curious to see what i would love to see his backstory and i think if they can tie it into this because like i feel like he's more of a psychological psychology kind of guy where it's like the joker is crazy in general we already know that bane is just an aggressive guy but like the scarecrow kind of messes with your head Mm -hmm. in a sense a lot like the riddler um, but I, I would be excited to see that a little more of that kind of villain because Bane was cool. Tom Hardy did a great job at Bane, but at the same time, I feel like we've seen most of those guys at least twice. There's one in the '90s where we see Bane. Uh, Freezer, it's more. Of, I feel like Freezer would be more of a cartoonish, so it wouldn't really yeah, fit that, with this. That one, I was thinking that when you asked about heroes you'd want to see, and that was yeah. like, I don't know that they can really make that right grounded. Fitting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be. Very His hard. identity's tied into that freeze ray, uh, pretty pretty hardcore. But yeah, I was thinking so, somebody like Victor yeah. Zaz, who's was in Birds of Prey, he plays uh, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's right hand man, the serial killer. Yeah. Somebody like him, especially if Matt Reeves is going for a more grounded kind of detective story, and that again, that's yeah. the thing that he really drove home during his panel the other day was making it clear that his version of the Batman is a detective story. We're taking Batman back to the base. It's not an action movie. And that's what I like about in the trailer. There's only two brief instances of like fight scenes. We have that scene where uh, Bruce Wayne saves somebody. They're at a funeral and a car comes crashing through. And then a guy with a Riddler riddle strapped to his chest. And I mean, Mm -hmm. he is assuming he explodes because we have that scene where there's a big explosion. Um, There isn't a lot of fighting in this trailer, though. And so I really am hoping that a lack of violence for a, except a few rare instances will make those acts of violence that much more memorable. And I think yeah. that is, that's exactly what Batman needs because again, in the previous films, they've been mostly action. And mm-hmm. by the end of those movies, like the action just feels very de- You're desensitized to it. It doesn't really stand right. out anymore. Whereas yeah. movies like seven, 80% of that movie is detective. So the few acts of violence you see are super memorable. They have this kind of like disturbing, sickening quality to them that I think. Yeah. And it just makes the violence that much more impactful and meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to have minimal violence for this movie, the story is going to have to be great. So I'm excited to see how they're going to do that. If, if they are going to have very minimal uh, violence, how are they going to, they're going to be able to tell you have to tell a great story to keep you in with like to keep you within the movie like you know keep watching until the the, the fighting scene because i feel like a lot of these movies like we know batman as being very violent very aggressive we see a lot of fighting but if he's going if he's backing up from he's not doing as much violent scenes as we've seen in the past then i feel like his story has to be great to really execute with everything and tie it all together so i'm excited to see how they how he's going to do it and i think that's why the the uh excuse me the riddler is so important in that from just barely what we've seen, he's getting actual riddles. They sat yeah. they, they don't sound goofy like the old ones. There's even mm-hmm. some like he took a page out of the Zodiac Killer's book in that there's like one of the riddles that he receives that has some kind of symbols in it, some kind of code. No, and yeah, so yeah. I feel like in the past Batman movies, his detective skills, it they began and they ended through his computer. 
It was just him typing yeah. in stuff like, who is this person? Analyze this, analyze that. Whereas yeah. this movie is going to see a version of Batman that really has to be a detective and taking it back to mm-hmm. Batman's like 40s roots where he has mm-hmm. to roll up his sleeves and like throw his cape to the side and kind of get down and look for clues and then actually like use, if he's the world's smartest detective, he's got to use his brain. He can't kind of just yeah. rely on a computer, which I mean, sure he'll use it, but at the same time, and he never felt like a detective <laughs> to me, right, at least yeah. in the other Batman movies. It always felt very much like, well, he's the world's smartest man because he's the world's richest man. He can afford this insane technology that nobody else can kind of thing. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, that's going to be an excited, definitely exciting thing. And like something new that we haven't seen with Batman. Like you said, it, him rolling up his sleeve and actually doing the work and using his brain. We get to see how smart he really is. I mean, like you said, we've seen him where he's rich and he has money. He can buy whatever he wants, but like we don't really get to see how smart he really is. And then this one, it seems like he's more, like we were talking about, like he's very grounded, very human-esque, where it's like he's using his brain. He's trying to figure this out and like not just going around killing people and putting and arresting them, you know? So yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm, ex- I'm really excited for it. So last thing, what did you think of the Batmobile? I think, I think it's awesome. I think it's not cartoonish. It's more realistic. Um, I saw like the wheels were very thick and like it's, it's completely different from – not completely different, but I think it's a little different from the uh, last Nolan movie that we watched yeah. where he has like, almost looks like a tank. This is, a, I feel like it's a smaller version. Um, and I, I'm excited. I think it looks great. I really like it. Yeah. I love that. Again, it it really is an all encompassing kind of effort on Reeves part to ground the movie. It doesn't feel yeah. like it's a trillion dollar weapon of war, like in the Nolan movies where right. as cool as that was. And I like that rendition because it fits in Nolan's aesthetic in this yeah. setting though. It doesn't make sense that he has a super tank right. that he can crash through buildings and stuff. Whereas yeah. if it's very much like a DIY kind of Batman, it makes sense mm-hmm. that it's this it's this muscle car that he's souped right. up. It almost has like a Mad Max quality to it, where yeah. it has kind of it spits out fire out of the back of it, but at the same time, it's not a tank. It's not yeah. something that would be easy. <laughs> That's like the whole idea in the Nolan movies is nobody knows he's Bruce Wayne. And it's like, who the fuck else has that tank? Like, yeah. the only people that make <laughs> right. that is Wayne Industries or whatever. But in this, yeah. if it's made from a monster car, it's a souped-up monster car. It looks like something you could make in your garage. Not that you ever would, but you could. Yeah. It kind of lends itself to the anonymity of Batman. And mm-hmm. it puts him at somewhat of a disadvantage because as we see when he's chasing the penguin in that brief moment where the penguin says something like, this guy's crazy or something like that. Yeah. He's not, Batman's not driving a tank. So there's this idea that his car is destructible to a certain degree. He actually, it it just makes the chases that much more intense and it makes them, it doesn't make Batman feel like a God basically, which for the most part, other than Bane breaking his back in the last three movies, um, he kind (laughs) of just did feel like that the whole time, which I don't know. I mean, again, I don't want to, bash the Nolan movies, but at the same time, this trailer is more indicative of what I would want from a Batman movie. Yeah, no, most definitely. And I think I think there's so much potential to this, so I hope they uh, they execute it. Not to put pressure on them, but yeah, it just seems like there's so much potential to, to see a different Batman that we haven't seen before. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I appreciate you coming on to chat about the Batman trailer. I know we have a very long time 
to go before we see the final product. But yeah. I mean, that's the best trailer I think I've seen this year. And yeah. I say that pretty sparingly about trailers, but I mean, it has the qualities that I feel like a lot of trailers do not have these days. And I know the movie is very far out, but from its mm. release date, but it, it doesn't explain really anything. It gives you a lot mm -hmm. of pieces that you're familiar with, but they're presented in a new way. And it's a new rendition of something yeah. that we're all familiar with. And that yeah. makes me so excited. And I mean, I don't have to watch, I won't watch any more trailers for this because it's yeah. done enough for me. I don't need to know all the specifics. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know every little detail. And I kind of, I mean, it just grabbed me in a way that has me excited for superhero movies in a way that I haven't been excited about in a long time. Yeah. Hopefully DC steps it up now that Marvel is kind of done with their, their whole series. I think, I think it'd be a great time for DC to really step up and give the actual darkness look that they are known for, at least with their character. I think this would be a great time for them to really step it up. But and, yeah, it's going to be good. And I'm, I'm excited to see Robert Pat as Batman because I was very questionable about him being Batman right. when I first heard about it. So now it, from looking at it, I think it's very fitting. Could be could be very fitting. So. Yeah, I mean, to go back to your Marvel thing for just a moment before we, we, uh, we end the episode. But I mean, for a long time, it felt like DC was trying to compete with Marvel, whereas Marvel has always been true to this vision that they have for their movies and that trajectory. Whereas DC yeah. has had kind of an identity crisis for a long time, it feels like, where they're trying yeah. to be like Marvel, then they're trying to be like themselves, but they still are trying to be kind of like Marvel. And DC movies in general that they've tried to connect to one another have always felt very disjointed in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that that uncertainty on the direction they want to go came through. So I'm hopeful that the Batman and, I mean, the new trailer for the new Suicide Squad, excuse me, the new Suicide Squad movie that they showed yesterday looks promising as well. I mean, I'm hoping with starting with the Batman, this is going to be a new age for DC where they're very confident and very clear in what they want to do. And they're not trying to be like anybody else. They're trying to do right by their properties and by the kind of darker mission statement that on some level they've always tried to execute on. But yeah, I'm yeah. super excited for this and I appreciate you coming on to chat about it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.